Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Going down to the wire in the race for California controller with Democrat Malia Cohen and Republican Lonnie Chen vying for the open seat. Republicans see Chen as their best bet in 16 years to win a statewide race in California. And Chen certainly has some endorsement momentum, picking up the editorial support of both the L.A. Times and San Francisco Chronicle, among other major papers in the state. We spoke with him on this show last week. Today, we're joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by the Democrat in this race, Malia Cohen. She's the former San Francisco supervisor and board of supervisors president, who now serves as chair of the state board of equalization after winning election to that board four years ago. Thank you so much for being with us. All right. So you're running for state controller, a major statewide post. Why do you want this job, and and why would you be better at it uh, than your opponent, Lon Hee Chen? Oh, hey, good afternoon, team. This is Malia. I'm glad to be here. And the reason why I'm running is because controller matters. I'm running because uh, we need a fiscal watchdog to ensure that the state is delivering on all the promises uh, to create a more just and equitable California. And I think too often our state spends money that doesn't reach communities in need. And what makes me best and well-suited for the seat is experience, being able to understand the flow uh, and the dynamic of not only state resources, but also understanding the policy, how policy is made and created. You can't be a watchdog for something you don't understand. Your opponent has raised questions about your personal financial history here in the ads, uh, suggesting that the foreclosure of your condo or your failure to pay taxes on your consulting firm mean that you won't be a good shepherd of the state's finances. So how do you respond to that? Yes, my my opponent has done a great job on uh, confusing uh, voters. The foreclosure happened well before I was even in office. This is before I was even elected on the Board of Supervisors. And as a result, has not stymied, has stifled, or clouded my ability to make judgments on behalf of taxpayers. And also, the Franchise Tax Board has issued me a written letter saying that I'm in good standing and have not owed and do not owe any taxes. So it's unfortunate that my opponent has been reduced to this flat-out lies and distortion of, of fact um, uh, to, to confuse voters, to steer them away from what? His record, which is uh, certainly questionable and out of touch with taxpayers. The state controller is, is California's chief fiscal officer. You have said that you right. would use that office to promote more progressive policies on things like homelessness and equity. Is that an appropriate role for the controller? Well, actually, what I said was being paying a closer attention to how those state tax dollars are being spent. Um, and yes, absolutely, that's exactly what a watchdog does. The controller, it's an elected position established in the state constitution. It's not an appointed position. 
And uh, the controller is independent, independently elected constitutional officer that is in charge of how, um, excuse me, where and how tax dollars are being spent. So whether we are talking about affordable housing, whether we are talking about um, 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 homelessness, issues. These are all tax dollars being spent. And I think taxpayers want to know where those dollars are going. And it's the controller's job. It's the controller's responsibility to have answers to tell you where and how those dollars are being spent. You've raised your opponent's opposition to abortion rights. And although he told us he supports abortion rights, he waffled when we asked him if he was going to vote for Proposition 1. Why is that relevant in the race for controller? And what role would you see your office playing on reproductive rights? No, it's actually a critical role, and quite honestly, no surprise that he waffled because he built a career. The Trump Republican built an entire career on dismantling um, a woman's right to choose. And the way that this issue intersects with the controller's job is that it's the control. These are tax dollars that are going to be paying for these uh, education, paying for possibly transportation and housing, paying for um, contraceptive, and paying for the abortions themselves. These are tax dollars, and I know Californians are going to want to know um, how much is being spent in this particular policy. Should uh, Prop One pass? They want to know where are um, the the greatest resources being uh, being allocated, uh, which counties, and it's the controller's office that will be able to keep track um, and audit how these dollars are being spent. Now, this is audit function is important. It's not just for re- reproductive health, but it's also think about EDD, the Employee Development Department. You think about the payroll system. There are major technology platforms that the state uh, interacts with, that the state engages in tax dollars pay for, that are not meeting its mark. So it is incumbent upon the controller to say, hey, this is not a good use of our dollars. And I think that I'm the best person for this position because I will be able to to sit squarely in the middle and and to uh, opine without any favor and without any fear. Let's talk about your track record a little bit more in depth. Uh, What have you achieved on the State Board of Equalization that makes you the best choice for controller? So the achievement is in where the experience is. Compared to my co- opponent who's never taken a public vote, who hasn't casted a vote, who hasn't uh, taken any kind of public comment or anything, I think that's where the distinction lies. And the experience that I'm speaking of doesn't just lie on the Board of Equalization. So specifically to your question, what have I done? We've modernized the process, the property tax system. You see, we have raised the issue of do wet signatures need to continue to happen? Can we use electronic signatures to continue to allow um, the constitutional function of the Board of Equalization to persist and to move forward? But when I'm also talking about experience, it also talks about um, being chair for a number of years for the Budget Committee, chair of the Audit and Oversight Committee. These are two really critical functions that go into the controller's job. Sitting on the San Francisco Employee Retirement Fund at the time was a $23 billion um, fund um, for retirees. And that's important bec- and relevant to the role of the controller because she sits on CalPERS and CalSTRS, which is the two largest uh, pension funds in the world. So the, my experience rests not just on sitting on the Board of Equalization, an $85 billion property tax system, but also in the work that I've done on San Francisco as well. Yeah. Well, one last question for you. Your opponent talks about how he would be independent and, you know, that it's good for the state to not have Democrats in every one of these statewide jobs. If you're elected controller, would you really buck your own party and, and call out financial abuse or poor spending decisions if you uncover them in an audit? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, absolutely, and have, and have a track record of doing that and being able to stand up um, against uh, the convenient political norms of the Democratic Party. I've taken, I've, although I'm endorsed by the incumbent, Betty Yee, I'm endorsed by most of the ATI leadership and most leadership in the state of California, but have certainly taken public votes against um, positions that Betty has taken uh, at the Franchise Tax Board. I sit on that body with her now, and the controller chairs the Franchise Tax Board. And so, I mean, that's just a real-life example of being able to um, being able to be in a, a leadership position and not be fearful. And what do I have to be fearful of? Well, I'm there to do a job, to watch how tax dollars are being spent, to be an advocate, and also be transparent about the information that is that is that that is um, that's transpiring within in state and government. I think that um, when taxpayers understand the role of the controller's job, that's when there'll be more interest, there'll be more light, there'll be more transparency. Thus, ultimately, holding all elected officials accountable. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Malia Cohen, chair of the State Board of Equalization, Democratic candidate for state controller. We heard from her opponent, Republican Lam Hee Chen, on last Wednesday's show. You can find that interview and all of our previous shows on our KCBS radio website or on the Odyssey app. Thanks again for being with us. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. And of course, it is available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.